Hello and welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, Dave. Joining me on this early December evening is Blaine and Shane. How's it going? Very good. How are you, Dave? I'm all right. How are you, Shane? Grand now. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good. Um, so we're coming at you after Liverpool's 4-3 victory over Fulham as well as the 4 nil was it? Victory over yeah. Lask um, in the midweek. Um, and playing you went to both, didn't you? I did in the end, yeah. Uh-huh. I went to Lask. Um, I'm not sure. um, Jay, how many? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, I didn't even get to... Uh, I was... I was babysitting while watching Lask, and I didn't even get to see the the Fulham game. Will I'll 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 reveal how I how I followed the Fulham game momentarily. Wait, so obviously the Fulham game four three. It was a bit of a well, a bit. It's a bit of an understatement to be fair. It was a thriller. Um, a Blaine, I'll start with you because you've been the um, anti-title race. Um, or person amongst us. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this didn't do much to sway you to the, no. the bright side of that conversation. No, not really. No, just because of <clears throat> just how sloppy we were uh, in general. I think, especially having taken the lead twice, it really did um, frustrate me that we threw away. Uh, the lead on two separate occasions. Uh, considering how good we've been, especially at home in terms of taking control of games against these sort of teams when we've gone ahead, I think like the Villa West Ham games, we show a real good level of control and just kind of keep them at arm's length. Um, in this game, it just seemed like we never really got that control. We always, or when we did, it was a bit too laboured and, and Fulham didn't really have to do much to actually cause us problems, really, to be fair. And it just felt like one of those games where if these start creeping in and you start conceding these goals, it's going to it's gonna cost you. And we got away with it, uh, and it's a big win. And if we put it down as one of them and win the next two convincingly, then I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. But, yeah, a few signs of things creeping in that I didn't like. Yeah, so, Shane, let's unveil how you watched the match. How did you go about watching it? Uh, so, yeah, I think I, I barely got to watch any. I was, I was at a fucking Christmas market thing, and uh, and, and there's a rural Christmas market thing, so I was driving fucking country roads, and I think I caught like the first few minutes on a pause and stream, uh, and I was like, nah, fuck this, I'll just follow by updates, and um, but yeah, it kind of just like a, a bit like when I saw us go like one up, I was like, I just take control here because as, as well as like as well as Fulham playing and I know they got like a result against Arsenal as well um, I think they're they're crap when you like look at their numbers and you think like they have no real functional striker since this old Mitrovic so it's like going don't really have, have, have a standoff attacker on, on paper do because that's what I was looking at going into the game it was just kind of like okay they've got like a Wobie and William they're good players but they're not like it's like it's going to be like an Andres Pereira or William or mm. it will be long shot. That's what you're thinking. Like, and when you go one nil up at home, yeah, you're, you're thinking we're, we're going to be able to to take the game away from them. But um, 
yes. Yeah, so, so the way I the way I followed the game was uh, I saw you know I saw it go like uh, we kept getting pegged back and then they went three two and I was like fucking hell and then it was like on my phone on like this is how bad the thing was because I, I learned that the fat mob app like the clock the clock keeps ticking even if you're not actually getting any internet to your phone so for me it showed like well and well past the 90th minute and it was like <laughs> three two and i was i was thinking about coming on here and and blaine is going to be giving it i told you so and he probably will still but i was like jesus yeah the maybe we're, we're, we're talking about how we're not title ready and like well, you know kind of it was a little bit of what we saw last season all this. and then i was just refreshing my phone and then, like, it just, like, you know, it said, like, 94 minutes on my phone. It said, Fulham were still winning 3-2. And I refreshed it. It was, like, 4-3. And I was, like, what? <laughs> so that was the, the big reveal. I didn't even get, like, the equalizer. It was just, like, I was, like, even if we get a point, you know, it's bad. It's bad, two bad drop points. But it just went to, like, 4-3. So I was, like, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. But, um, yeah, I think the, the only bit of the game I caught when I had a bit of internet, and I, I tried to, t- I took a screenshot and tried to tweet it out. But, uh it only sent after the game finished, but it was like it was like two mutuals I have on Twitter, and I think it was just after Fulham scored. And there's two tweets back to back, and one of them was from uh, I won't say who they're from, but one was like I'm going to kill myself, and the other the other, the other was where are all the men on our team? <laughs> Those, those are the two so if I hadn't even seen the scoreline and I'd seen that, I just screenshotted it and I went to repost it. I was like, I can't watch, but it sounds like it's going really well. So um, that was kind of my experience at the complete opposite end of connect- connectedness that uh, that Blaine had. But um, yeah, that was that was one way to watch it. And then watching the back in the highlights, I was like, yeah, fucking hell, we look sloppy enough, and all the goals were like from long shots, which is like great, but. Um, yeah, got, got away with it, like Blaine said, and try and kick on now and capitalize. At least we haven't, like, I think we, we, I think we pissed the city point up the wall, you know, like that was a point we were expecting to get. And if we if we fucked that away by losing a home right away, it's like, uh, but yeah, got away with it, and on we go. Yeah, I, I actually watched it in similar circumstances, to be fair. So I went to Amy's family in Wales, so I was literally on the way home trying to beat the match traffic coming out of the game. Um getting updates through FOTMOB as well. Um and I was I was literally just getting a ping and one nil. Ping one one. Ping two one. Ping two two. And I had Everton's dad next to me, he was a blue nose as well. <laughs> and he was giving me the um the fake oh is it two all yeah oh yeah did you just say I had Everton's dad next to me? No, I had Amy's dad. He's a, he's a blade. Did you hear that blade? I heard Amy's dad. I did. Oh, is that what I said? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. No, I had, um, wow. I had Amy's dad. That's a Freudian slip for the ages right there. Yeah. Um, it, it was given that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that, that fake interest, but kind of I'm interested in it for other reasons. Oh, he um, was loving it so, was he, at 3-2? He, he was, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that that's how I was watching it, and then it come through three two. As I just got in, and it come through three two, and I went to maybe oh fucking hell. Um, and then I had a bit of a disconnecting problem. Look back, and it was three all. Endo had scored, and then I went on Twitter because they hadn't come through who scored. So I went on Twitter yeah. to check, and it was fucking Neil Jones going, "Oh my, <laughs> Trent <laughs> scored the fall." <laughs> it was um. Yeah, it was it was very the, the the period between the goals felt like 
in the ground, obviously, it just felt like he kicked off and scored again. I don't know if that's, I've not watched it back to see if that's what happened, but well, it was, it was, I think it just went, uh, I, yeah, they just, they just passed it back, gave the Gakpo, Gakpo turned, ran, carried it, shot, and then Nunez hooked it back in. And what I thought looked like a foul, actually, by Simicast. Um, but maybe not, maybe not enough contact and then, yeah, scored immediately. So it was like two goals in less than two minutes. I think the Simicast one's kind of counteracted by the fact that we probably get a penalty anyway. Because Robinson seems to foul Nunez when he flicks it back, um, yeah. you know that that that's the possible there. But this games, I mean, the, the only attacking output, obviously, but was the the goals were all semi wonder goals, weren't they? For the most part, and then you've got the massive wonder goal and in, in um, McAllister's Trent is a bit fortunate it comes off. Leno's back, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it, it oh, got given his known goal. Is it? Yeah, it got given his known goal in the end. Um, Endo's is, like, really impressive. Um, and then we have Trent again. Blay, um, Shane, sorry, we, we, we've we spoke about this in the past, haven't we, that our mutual distaste for Trent playing more centrally. Um, yeah. I don't really think this is going to help that, is it? <laughs> Uh no, um not from what I watched when I finally got to watch well, it's only match of the day highlights, but um I, I just kind of because he's because he scored now back to back games and you know he's getting like kind of hyped and like oh yeah Trent's kind of back and it's like I thought I thought he played well at City, at City but it was mostly kind of as a right back up against Docker doing kind of right back things for the most part and then just from what I saw in the highlights when Fulham were passing through us and, and I said Trent wasn't the only one but like him Sabasly, uh Gravenberg they're all just kind of sauntering around like if Fulham like they'd pass it forward and then the guy would just carry up the guy who passed it would just carry two of the goals I think Trent could have tracked a runner and didn't he kind of handed it off and and no one else went with it um and like he, I guess he, I guess he doesn't score the winner if he's not central like that. But uh, and people would say we still haven't lost the game. Maybe that's going to be Blaine's case. But um, no, it's like giving up chances like that. And it seems like we also didn't create loads, which um, yeah, it's, it's kind of not ideal. Like got away with it. But uh, yeah, I'd still rather just see him be a right back and, and let the midfield do midfield things. But um, the, the lack of control was interesting, considering it was another start for Gravenberg where. I don't think he's really had an impressive league start yet. I think like he's had some cameos, but uh, I think Blaine was saying about the lack of control, and I was like, I think maybe that's where we missed Jones. I, I don't know if that's how it how it felt looking at it. We need someone to just keep the ball a bit more, or or what? Obviously, out of possession, we're kind of terrible for the goals. But just what was what was it like in possession, Blaine, for the for like the first half? Because it looked like you know we're on fucking farm hubs. We're just looking at fucking xG and shots and shit. Like we've no yeah, kind yeah. of feel for it. Like that doesn't really tell the whole story, but it tells a little bit of a story. Was the attack a bit like stodgy? I know you've got some some thoughts on Diaz, but uh, it, it it wasn't that we lacked utter control. It was a bit like um, it was a bit stop start the game because I think Leno has an injury kind of after ten minutes, and the, the game stops for about six minutes, and then obviously we have a few other things with VAR checks for their goals and stuff like that. But it more felt that we were in control, but 
Fulham didn't need to do much to score, really. Their uh, first goal just comes out the first attack, the first time they even go up the pitch, really. And it just felt like they were quite getting in behind us quite easily, um, especially down our right-hand side with Iwobi and I think Pereira were overlapping quite a few times as well. And it just felt a bit easy. That's the only thing. It's not that we were necessarily bad. It's just that we, it almost like we were a bit complacent, um, especially I think when one up and then two one up. I think that was the only thing that kind of irritated me throughout the game. It was just a bit of a sloppiness, a bit of a, um, don't know if it were complacency or just or just general thinking it would win in the end. But Gravenberch was another one like that where he did a lot of the right things, but a few of the times his balls are just a bit lazy and he gives it away and he sets them up, I think, for the third goal. I think yeah. Gravenberch gives the ball away and it's just a bit like, I think we're in second gear for a lot of it. And then obviously at the end when we had to go up a gear, we did it and you know, really well and I thought we were really good at three two down. But until then it all just felt like we were waiting just to kind of cruise to a win and Fulham didn't let us do that. I feel like one of the main things you could probably point out for Gravenberg to improve on is is passing. I don't think his passing yeah. has been too sharp at all. All season, even in his good performances, he is quite loose with it. I've likened him to a winger playing in midfield, and he does play like that. Um, but so that's a good of, one. Go on. All right, it, it kind of the, the best passing I've seen from him, and it kind of more solidifies the idea that he really is an attacking mid. Is when he plays little cute passes around the box, you know, and mm. it's like, if, well, if yeah. you lose them, you're, you're trying to play the killer ball, but. In terms of uh, like, like the giveaway for the third goal, like I know a lot happens after that. I wouldn't put it all on him, but he has like options to his left. He has like simple passes. He has kind of harder passes, and he just plays it straight to them. And then, more worryingly, he just kind of starts trotting back. You know, there's like Sabaslai as well. He, if someone kind of ran past Sabaslai, we know he's well able to run, but it's like if someone kind of ran off him, a bit like Ake uh, last week. You know, they just kind of there isn't that urgency to get back defensively. I like they're well able. To, we know they're well able to run, but it's just like, yeah, th- them and Trent and you know, it's like the McAllister thing. If you're gonna, you need to keep the ball because we've seen McAllister does sprint around. In fairness, he has the urgency because he fucking has to in his in his mad little firefighter role. But like, he had a good game yeah. as well, to be fair. McAllister. Yeah, I, I, I did. I didn't see any problem with him on any of the goals, and you know I'd loved to. <laughs> I've laid into him enough this season, but it, it was the lads in front of him just like completely lackadaisical. And then I don't know what time Endo came on at, but I wouldn't. I guess nobody would have picked him out to to be the one to turn the game. But like, um, yeah, like what I've seen from Gabbert so far in the league, like I, I wouldn't be starting him over Jones, and I'd be maybe looking at other ways to get Endo in the team and. Uh, and, and let McAllister have a go at an eight if, if we needed it, kind of. I'd still be letting Gravenberg kind of develop in, in Europa. I'd be giving him, like, the next Europa start, for example, uh, maybe a cup game. But, um, yeah, it was... Uh, if we can talk about Endo's goal, like, what a fucking finish. Uh, yeah, what a, a... Yeah, just would not have ever expected him to be the one to He scored a goal that. similar to, to that to keep um, Stuttgart up last season, funnily enough. Um, it, it was quite similar from what I remember. It's um, unreal technique, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, for for a player that looks that. so stiff on the ball as well. Yeah. Well, well, players try that all the time. Like I, I generally reckon that exact technique 
even though everyone tries it because everyone grew up watching Thierry Henry, but like, and they just, you know, open up the body and do that. But like, you either curl them in too much towards the keeper or you just hit them high or wide. Like to actually be able to curve it like that is like some fucking finish. And I guess that maybe coming out of nowhere as well, maybe shock Fulham and, and help uh, get the win. But It was a really nice what goal as well. I know Nunes has got a lot at stake, but the actual... The work he does for that is a really nice, like a cushion header to Salah, and then Salah just lays it off. Yeah, um, and and to say with just three two down, and you might start panicking. It was a really nice work goal, um, and I thought Endo did well when he came on. He's actually surprised me a lot, Endo, how good he's been uh, on the ball, um, especially. I'd say I think last was another one where he was really good on the ball, and off the ball is probably where more of the problems came with him, um, especially second half when we kind of move to more of a inverted friend inside when he came on. Uh, but on the ball, he has been a lot better than I thought he would be. But yeah, I still have a few concerns with him starting games just because I don't think he's the player we thought he would be off it, which is kind of gives us more of an issue, I think, really. I do feel like just going back to the um, the Trent defence, I mean, I, I think this could could work be in regards to the entire team really do you not think it's I've kind of lamented this system purely because I just think it's unnecessary overcomplication really Like I, I just if if you want to play Trent in midfield I don't know why Trent can't start in midfield and we can play Gomez on the right and, and, and tweak the team in, in that kind of way um Obviously, this is a thing that's kind of spread throughout the game, so much more clever people than I are going at it this way, but I just feel like there's a lack of defined kind of responsibilities within the team. And yeah. and don't get me wrong, that there is obviously the um, just the tenacity aspect and, and the willingness to track your runners and stuff like that obviously that is a problem in itself but it's I feel like when Trent did have that freedom to get forward it was always a, a very defined role for Henderson or um, even when Henderson played as the six he would kind of be the one to sit in between the defenders, the defenders would fall back Milner would kind of sit a bit deeper, I just don't feel like we can we we certainly can't see any of these defined roles in the team, whether or not they have the defined roles. They're just kind of not not playing them well enough. I don't know, but um, I would say that's my. I'm, I'm I I don't really think that's agenda driven. I th- I think that's just purely based on what I can see. Um, you I think you're onto something though, because uh, as you were saying that, I was thinking. Because you're saying, like, yeah, Henderson, he'd drop in if he was the six and, like, Milner would do his thing. Now, maybe that was just, like, players just had the freedom and they did those things. But, like, because we were saying earlier today, uh, since we since we were, like, slobbering over him on that one episode, Sabbath, like, he's gone off the boil a bit. But, like, how would you describe his role? Cause, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, because it's not, it's not, like, it's not going back and covering for Trent, it seems like. Um, and it's, it's kind of like he has a... Yeah, it's, it's like calling it a free roll would be like giving it, I think, more credit. I, I think it is just, it's a bit undefined and it's like Salah generally is going to provide the width, but 
he'll tuck in a lot. I, I don't know, was there a lack of width? Um, did you feel blamed on so, uh, yesterday? What, like, were we struggling for width? Was that why we were maybe not creating <clears throat> as much? Um, or, or what? I, or like, I think, yeah, but I find that more to be a problem on the left. Uh, well, I did yesterday anyway, just because I think you saw with, as you say, with Graven Virtue likes, I think him and Diaz were occupying a lot of the same roles at the same time yesterday. Whereas, and it kind of then led to it being a bit cramped over there and not much space. Um, I think we've generally let whip in a, in a few games, but at the same time, <clears throat> I don't think I'm a bit on the opposite on the Trent one. I'm I'm a I'm a lot more on the optimistic side with all the with the formation and everything. I think it has given us a a much better build up in games. I think it's given us much better control. Yesterday, not being a good example of it, but. Um, if you look at a lot of our home results so far, we've kind of been able to just swat aside pretty much everyone. And that's even teams who are a decent, like a Villa and West Ham going down to teams like your Forest and Bournemouth and everyone like that. Um, I think yesterday was one of them. And you can exploit this this trend thing. But I think you're seeing now with City at the minute who are doing something similar um, with the way they set up, that teams are going to exploit the way you play. Um, and it's it's the, it's the trade-off. Do you think what we're getting from Trent and everything is worth the potential of us being exploited on the other side? I don't think we can go back to playing the four-three-three. Maybe you guys disagree with that. I I don't think we can. Um, so I think there needs to be some sort of compromise. I'm not saying we always have to do this, and this has been my point all the way through. I think we can have games where Trent is more wide, and some games where he's more inverted. But I still kind of like what I'm seeing generally. Yesterday, just want a good performance. Oh, well, Wednesday is going to be. It's weird to call a game like that a litmus test, and like notwithstanding the fact that they might have a new manager bounce, or maybe Klopp will be. I said Klopp is shadow boxing now that Chris Wilder is back in the Sheffield United job. But um, like, yeah, like if, if we see because it's away, isn't it? So if yeah. we saw a repeat of Luton, for example, where they're crap, but we just can't seem to organise right to exploit that. There's no width or it's not like working right. Like, like would alarm bells start sing, like uh, going off for you then? Like if we saw another Luton performance on Wednesday or... Um... Yeah, definitely, yeah. But yeah. then, I'm not... Well, it would depend... It would partly depend how we set up and, and obviously, because I think they'll rotate a few. Um, and I'd like to think that we'll have learned something from the Luton game. It seemed like when he made the Elliot sub late on, Elliot came on and gave us the width and we created two or three good yeah. chances from doing that. So you'd like to think that, again, this is another thing where it's not that we have to massively ditch one thing, it's just making those sort of changes there and there. And if you've got the, the video of the looting game, how can we then not make the same mistakes, you know? And it might be yeah. one of them where we score early on and win 4-0 and everyone's, you know, buzzing. But does that tell us what we need to know necessarily going forward, I don't know, but for me, it's just one of them that you've got to win. That's probably why Elliot, I think, and I kind of pieced it together myself, I was like, if I think of like his sub appearances, you know, like we were uh, this season. I was um, playing well against Lask, by the way. Yeah, but like, but like in the games where he's come on as an impact sub and we've needed it, like I'm thinking of specifically Luton and uh, Woods away, it's he's been properly getting out wide right and it does a couple of things. It gives us that width and then it kind of frees up Salah to go and like be a proper forward then as well. So 
Um, I, I'd be well up for seeing him start if maybe maybe give Sob a slight rest because I guess see we 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 I think we started subbing him recently, haven't we? When before he was playing every ninety minutes, but he was been he's been playing every game for Hungary as well. So yeah, if there's a chance to rest him and, and give Elliot a go, like I think there's like a perfect game to I put Elliot in and maybe Jones. I assume he took him off with the idea that he wants to play him in the next two. Which wasn't my feeling at the time because he subbed him with McAllister, which seemed to be program subs just because of who it was. Um, mm. I think he wasn't having a good game anyway. So, so was lying. But I think if you're doing it on performance, I did so, so was lying, grabbing Birch off because I thought McAllister was doing well. So that kind of signaled to me it might have been the program with the idea that he wants him to start the next two. Um, but I wouldn't be averse to seeing Elliot start um, on Wednesday. We're getting into that busy period of the season now, aren't we? So I think we're going to see just a lot of irrational substitutions and pre-planned substitutions. So maybe that was kind of part of that. Um, we don't have as many options now. With um, we're, we're down a couple of options in the forwards and the yeah. back now because Matup's got that injury. Jota's out for mm. a while. So I mean, you um, think with Matip, we obviously we can't we stepping up. You wouldn't feel too averse to him starting any of the night. Oh, I wouldn't. Too. I mean, Arsenal and United are a different question, but you know, and then yeah, United, whatever, was play. yeah, yeah. Um, because well, we were we were saying if if Gomez, maybe this massive injury, uh, hurts me and Dave's dream of uh, you know, make football great again, uh, just like play Trent as a right back. <laughs> uh, maybe they're they're gonna or or, or not, if you're not gonna play him as a right back, like start him as a midfielder and play like Gomez is as close to an orthodox right back as. Um, I don't know. We we we've been asking last week to see maybe a bit more Quanta in more important games, or maybe just even a better standard. So I guess that's just really the Premier League outside of the. Latter. I think he might start Wednesday. To be honest, I think he might. Yeah. Um, you never know when Kanate is not gonna like Kanate might. You, you think he's kind of the guy, and then he's just like he misses. A, like he's he's got he's got tightness or something, and he and he misses a game. I just have a feeling he might start them both because he started them together in the Europa League, didn't he? I just have a feeling he might go Matty, or not Matty, Kanate, Kwanzaa. And drop Van Dijk? Not drop him, but I think if you've got, you want to want Van Dijk to start, Rest. what, Palace, United, um, the Arsenal. The Arsenal, Von Satie as well. Yeah, yeah. He's never, yeah, he never, he never rotated Van Dijk post-injury, has he? Um, like, and he, no, he, never, he never got rotated before, but it would be weird, it would be strange if he started now, I think. Yeah, but he did start That's two international, didn't he, as well? And he's got a, if you if you want to rest him in which game are you going to rest him in other than obviously got Europa League, but he's had Europa League off though, hasn't he? For the most part. Yeah, but I'd still it's still a, what a lot of games either way over Christmas. I mean, you could say maybe be Burnley, but I think this maybe. is the one you rest him in. Maybe because like the days of it used to be that you never ever rotated your centre halves and goalkeepers, but like. Our, our goalkeeper literally got a fucking hamstring injury off the back <laughs> of a, a late international. So maybe he will. Like, We're not used to wrestling when we used to do his mad like December teams. Like obviously the, the no. Everton team. Where no, he, he was like the only player. That was the only one. Sure, he played. It was a couple of seasons he didn't miss a minute. I think he didn't miss a minute in at least one season. He like played every single minute in the league. So yeah, no. So one one player we haven't spoken about is um, Kovine Callagher. Oh no! <laughs> to be fair, the first goal 
I mean, I'm not too harsh on goalkeepers that get the ball put through the legs because I just think nine times out of ten it's just pure luck or well, unfortunate luck in in the circumstance for us. But the second goal, like, I don't know what he's doing. Um, Shane, I'll go you to know? you as, as the um, the pod's Irishman. Um, what were your what were your thoughts on your compatriot? Yeah, coming to you live from Queen's home county is like it's like a, it's like a Michael Collins assassination all over again. Um, no, um, yeah, just from the goals I saw. Um, uh, yeah, the first one, it's like if, if he gets that, it's like a quietly really good save because you have to like shift your feet. It's the kind of thing that De Gea when he was okay with good at. Allison maybe saves that, but you can't really like use that as a stick to beat Kelleher with because like. You know, fucking Ederson wouldn't save it, so and then he starts for City, so you know that kind of way. But um, yeah, first one, I think he's yeah, it goes through his legs, and he just can't react in time. Second one, I think he's not anticipating Tete getting the little flick, and that causes it rightly or wrongly, probably wrongly. He's not anticipating that flick, so it just kind of gets by him. It, it it looks really feeble, kind of in keeping with the defending as well. You know, at least normally when it's like the defending's really shit, but this guy in goal is amazing to kind of balance it out. It's like. No, the defending's a bit weak and the keeping's a bit weak. Um, this has been a disastrous end of the half. And like the match of day highlights, just like they kept going on in, in at the end of the first half because they like kept getting corners, they kept working crosses and, and, and things like that. And uh, I think. Because even wasn't didn't they have the disallowed goal? And I thought at first it was a good save from him, but actually he kind of panned it straight to the guy in front of him. So he has a habit of doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. And then third goal, I don't think he really has a chance. You think? And, no. Yeah. You he, get on. He does look horribly helpless, though. He, yeah. I was like, you can even like look kind of better than you did there. He had no chance. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. It's, it's, I'd say he probably does give opposition teams a, a bit of confidence. Like I, I don't know if uh, Allison must kind of uh, take it out of opposition teams a little bit in terms of confidence. Like I remember the there's a couple of keepers I've had that with. I remember when Courtois was at Chelsea and he was like he had just kind of finally settled in Chelsea and he had a bit of an aura about him. Like you felt like fucking hell, yeah, he's unbeatable. And and I wonder is like just having like kind of a a, a dodgier keeper who's out of form. Does that kind of uh, invigorate the, the opposition a bit, but um, he's the guy for the meantime. Um, I don't know was he any good in possession, or did he have much to do, or or anything like that. But um, yeah, there's I've seen people call him to start. Uh, is it Pitaluga or yeah, or someone else? Like some people are really done with him, but I don't. Well, think... In fairness, though, like from a shot stopping perspective, he is woeful. Like he is like he wasn't always though. This I don't is, think he has is, always been. I don't this is relatively. Been there's some people who have been waiting for him to fail. It, it does feel like because he genuinely, and I'll even say this about Adrian as well. When he first got in the Liverpool team, he had a couple of ricks pre Atletico. Atletico really was a fucking turning point for him in the club's history. But uh, Adrian actually started the last game against Sheffield United. But carry on. Oh, the Wijnaldum. Yeah, because Allison missed the load at the start. That's no, the, the this was behind closed doors. It was Kansas oh. Jones score. Okay, um, but like, like, yeah, Blaine, like, Blaine, Blaine's backing me up. It's like he actually 
whenever he was called upon Keller, he was genuinely really good. Like he's obviously got like yeah. an excellent, he's got the excellent penalty shootout record. And people love to say, oh, he won the cup without like saving a penalty. That was the only penalty shootout where he never saved one, but he scored one, you know. Uh, but but like generally, like like he had games at like Stamford Bridge where he kept us in it, you know, like uh, cup finals where he kept us in it. Uh, season I'd say his I, I thought he was like well in credit and that was probably the time to sell him and, and cash in on him because his stock is quite low now and I think the the 4-4 at the like last game of yeah I'll, last I was season against Hampton, that. yeah that was kind of like people had been kind of I guess because he's because he's not very authoritative and he can look a bit weak in general so it felt like people had been waiting for him to fail a bit and now that he he's definitely not looked good this season in the cups or or Saturday like hopefully he can Hopefully he shouldn't be getting exposed too much on Wednesday. Like if he's still getting, if Sheffield United not more than five shots in that game, like something's going wrong in front of him. So that they they could do with helping him out as much as anything. But um, yeah, it's uh, Allison. I think we can all we we, we could do with Allison coming back as soon as possible. But it's also a tricky one because you don't want to fucking you never want to rush a hamstring injury back. So yeah, uh, shaky times. Yeah, that it is like. To see is so easy to cut through with a lead and given the context of Alison being out, that was the most disappointing part of it for me, I feel. Wise enough. Yeah, just like smart enough, like, you know. I, f- I feel like we have done that, though, most games this season. No, we have, but this, this was the one, like, oh, yeah, with, with Keller and goal, this was the game that we had yeah, to yeah. do it. I'm saying, that's what I mean, that's why it's even more frustrating, because it feels like we especially when we've taken the lead in these sort of games. We've been really good at kind of just seeing it out. Um, it, makes the, it, it, makes the, it makes the complacency with lads just kind of yeah. jumping back all the more frustrating because it's like, lads, you don't have fucking Alisson back there. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you probably get used to it a bit, like where teams get through and like the keeper just bails you out. Like you, you probably get a bit of confidence and you're like, oh, keeper and sorry, but it's like, nah, it's like, it's, it's a, he's not a young lad anymore, but he's, he's still like a youth team product and he's struggling like you know fucking everyone should be putting in a little bit more just to try and stop shots getting in like so yeah that would be do the defenders have in them because you can tell like with certain goalkeepers i think it happened with onana against um against newcastle like you can just tell that Mm, they didn't really trust them too much. Um, I'm just wondering if that's potentially something that could creep in with Keller, but hopefully it's not too long a term a problem and Allison's back. Or obviously Keller can revive some of that form. That I, he had I actually in. thought it was all right again. Well, I know last didn't weren't you know anything special, but I thought he had a decent performance leading into it. A couple of good saves, didn't he? Um, it made you a bit yeah. more optimistic going into the weekend. But um, for me, if, we, if we're coming out of these next two games and he's the one who's let us down, then I think that's more a team issue than a personnel issue, really. Consider, I know Palace might be a bit tougher because Palace are a decent team, but realistically, we shouldn't be... We're playing the worst team in the league. Yeah, like, it know. shouldn't be whether Keller, you know, has a stinker. I mean, obviously you don't need that, but if he does, we should be able to bail him out at the other end against Sheffield United, really. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just give him, give, give him a hand. Speaking of uh, backing our favourite boys, how was uh, how was Simicast for you, Blaine? 
I genuinely think he's one of our better players, to be honest. I'd, I'd, I won't, probably won't be man of the match, but he won't far off. He, he had a good performance for me. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. You seem not right. Um, Jesus. Yeah, not, not, which is pretty indicative of how bad we must have played, really, if, if that is who one of our best performances were. Um, he, got caught, he got caught under the ball for the third goal, but at the same time... Yeah, just I like mean, I, just, I'm not putting all on Gra- I'm not putting all on Gravenberg. I'm not putting all on him because the way they just fucking sauntered into the box twice to to put to like hang up a ball that was begging to be nodded in, like was he he he, nor- he normally defends those really well. He's actually kind of good in the air, or he's like good at challenging in the air normally. Some cats, but he got caught badly for that one. I knew he was going to score as well when he came on. I'm sure he scored against us before. He's a Liverpool fan as well. Yeah, I'm. I'm just I, as soon as he come on, I thought he's going to score him. Then, uh, I didn't help that. I don't know if you watched, if you managed to see it all, but Raul Jimenez, he's. I don't know why when he comes to Anfield, he turns into, you know, peak, you know, Ronaldo. But my God, he's just he was just amazing yesterday. I don't understand the it. The flicks. Oh, I, yeah. was he, wasn't he laying off? I saw something. He looked oh, like yeah. fucking peak Giroud or something like. Like Van Dyke's <laughs> been back to his best this season. Van Dyke did win a lot against him, but the amount of times he just wins it or just flicked it on I don't know why it was like that That you know the game where I can't remember which Wolves game it was when we nearly won the league but he was just in immense that day as well I just don't understand it he was always he was yeah. always kind of he was, a, he was a thorn in City side wasn't he when Wolves kept beating them as well yeah, so. yeah. but never uh, played well any of the game he's not played well for about two years outside of no he's been he's been shadow of himself since the head injury hasn't he it was it was weird that Fulham even thought to buy him but yeah they were desperate, weren't they, after Mitch? Yeah, I don't like, don't like playing Fulham. Don't like playing Michael Silva. Don't like playing Jimenez. So on on top of the Sheffield United game, we've got another twelve thirty kickoff against Crystal Palace. Yes. Do you see how they scrapped that this weekend, by the way, because of um, European commitment? You what? You see, there was no twelve. Obviously, United Newcastle game was moved on it to the eight o'clock. Oh, yeah, 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 no, that's good. Because, you know, given Liverpool are going to be playing mm-hmm. at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, well, you know. That's, that's good. No. Um, so, how, how, how will we feeling about that? Because I think the sellers' parking <clears throat> has been a bit of a myth since 2014. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we created the myth. And then, uh, although City seems to struggle there every now and again. But yeah, we we struggled there last season as we did at every other fucking ground in the world. But um, uh, I can't remember us playing there last season. You have to remind me what. It was a shit nil nil. Oh well, I didn't. I don't think we necessarily struggled. It was just rubbish. Right, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah, but I think we just struggled playing football, didn't we, last season? So that's. I mean, sometimes we do go there and suffer, but I think we've won pretty much every year on the bounce since about about twenty fifteen or something, haven't we? Well, they probably haven't got any as a. Who no tormented us last season? Absolutely put the corpse of Fabinho in a coffin at Anfield, um, and they've got no shape to Corey as well. Nope. Um, so that's a positive. They will have Michael Olise, assuming he doesn't get sent off or injured or whatever against Bournemouth in the week. Um, <clears throat> so I'm 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 fairly confident, but that's kind of mitigated by. The goalkeeping situation, I guess. Now, um, again, I mean, you look at those, look at that team they've got. It's just, if you can't beat that, I'm sorry. 
I know, but we almost didn't be full of my home. I know, but that, I mean, that's what I mean. I think you get those games, like I've said. I mean, uh, Fulham aren't doing great this season, but they have seemed to be more difficult. I mean, they went to Arsenal and got a 2 2, didn't they, earlier on in the season. And I think there's a lot of teams in this mid little block which may not be great, but if you're not at it, can just punish you because they've obviously all got good managers and decent players enough to do that. So, again, if we perform anywhere near what we should have done yesterday, I think we win that game. Um, the next day. Say again. Oh, sorry, I, I think I was lagging out there. Uh, right. I, I, I was saying I didn't realise how good the record away to Palace actually was. Yeah. Uh, can you name the last time we lost away there? Uh, no. It'll be nine years. Over nine years ago, it was. I can't even remember what this game was, but I know it was a terrible fucking season. Uh, it was three one. Oh, I think I know the game. It was it was three one November twenty fourteen. So that was Rogers' mm-hmm. last full season. What was, was the, the yellow, yellow kid? What's his name? Yeah, Yednak or something. Yednak. Oh yeah, <laughs> that sums up. Uh, we actually yeah. scored early in that game. I think I think Joel Lambert scores early on. And he was running around mad. I think that might have been his first yeah. goal as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or was it Lalanne? That was a, a cursed season, but they've since that one they've won three times at Anfield. Remember they kept winning uh, yeah. under late Rogers and then early Clough, and then yeah, we won literally ten, yeah, ten, eleven games in a row against them, and then the last two last season were draws. Obviously, they held us at Anfield last season as well so um, yeah Darwin Nunes gets to reacquaint himself with uh, Joachim Anderson um, I think they've got kind of a good defence though don't they or at least at, at, at yeah. some stage of the season they had a good defensive record so they could be a tough one to break down I guess they just don't have Zaha and Eze which is I, I think they've got a good defence because they kind of got to sell out defensively that's the thing just hodge, hodgeball in there it's just <laughs> it's Elise and Inshallah I think is, yeah uh, Pretty much how they're going about creating chances at the minute. Um, but yeah, I mean, they our record there being poor is a is a bit of a myth. I think it's just uh, again just wounds that are reopened on a yearly basis from that um from that game in thirteen fourteen. But obviously, we go second now. Um, after City dropped points against Tottenham, um, we I, I've I've spoken to Blaine about it. Shane, how, how are you feeling about it after the Fulham game? Because obviously, it is. Do you think it's something that is it emblematic of things to come, or is it just kind of one of those games? I mean, I, I guess that's what you were saying about the Sheffield United game being a bit of a potential watershed moment of the season, but. Um, well, yeah, like watershed for the system, maybe, but um, I, I think it's like, like Blaine kind of sort of well said, like we kind of got away with it. it like I did actually say in, in the group chat that it has actually tempered my expectations a bit, just seeing us be that that kind of shaky. But I guess we've kind of talked around it how Fulham can be a bit tricky. Um, but I, I think it's all about the next game. It's like you know, the, the point that City means nothing if. 
if you don't go and win, if you don't go beat Fulham at home, beating Fulham at home means nothing if you don't um, win at the worst team in the league. Um, yeah. So go win the next two. Eventually. Yeah, win. I think it's like win the next two, and then you earn the right to maybe not beat Arsenal at home. I think we we should still be beating United, no, no matter I'm what. So worried. Uh, I'm so worried. Uh, yeah, yeah. The United are the very next one. So after after Palace. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because Arsenal are kind of. I think we we didn't we say it last week. It's like if their attack picks up a little bit, and they kind of they look like they were going to blow Wolves away, going two 0 up early, and then were kind of clinging on at the end, but but they got the points on the board. But they're kind of kicking along as well, and City are still obviously massive favourites despite being in 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 third. Um, but. Yeah, City aren't perfect either. So I think it's just kind of head down and yeah, just uh, win the games you're supposed to, and, and then we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, still, I, I I'll still be gutted if we lose because I think like they're we're not saying it is a title challenge, but like it's there. Like you know, like if City aren't at like a hundred percent, then the league can potentially be won with ninety high eighties points. You know, which is. I think it's doable for this team. I think this team is also capable of going on a terrible run and, you know, um, potentially getting less than 80 points. We've, we've been saying that all season, but, um, yeah, especially especially when you see a performance like Fulham. But, yeah, I think uh, I'm still, still feeling good about the season. I don't know if anyone singing we're going to win the league uh, yesterday, Blaine. I, I somehow doubt it, but even with all the euphoria. But, um, yes, yeah, still, still feeling good. I don't know about you, Dave. Oh, no. Um... I said last week that I still think we'll finish behind Arsenal and City. So um, it is annoying that we have kind of played ourselves into a situation where we have something to lose. Though, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a nice frustration to have, but that is the frustration for me. Um, I just don't... you can see the potential. You can see the potential with the team. We've said that all along. You you can see the potential, but I think I think. I mean, we, we'll talk about it probably as the season goes on, but I think there's certainly questions that are going to be interesting to see answered in the summer and beyond um, with this squad because uh, I don't think it's a squad that may age well together. But Yesterday we'll... didn't, help the, the, didn't help quell the 13-14 comparisons, did it? <laughs> it's like... This this mad team might just find itself in a tight race. In that though, this season was until yesterday. So, I'm, uh, no, no, no. Like yesterday was by far. It's not like we've had that game. It's not like we've seen that game several times. That was like by far the maddest game of, of the season. But it's just like, would you be shocked if there was a couple more of those? <laughs> like even over. You've also got the question of like how how do we stop that happening? Like. The workman club first came in, it was Van Dyke, Allison, Fabinho, and it clicked. It was basically Van Dyke, to be honest, and it clicked. Um, looking at the market at the minute, I mean, we were speaking about it in the week when those Douglas Louise um, rumours came about. There's no number six I can see in the world right now that. I, well, outside of maybe Jalpolinia, but I just can't see his goal for him. Who we could put into this team now and it will click. Um, we've also got question marks over the attack, obviously Blaine. Um, as has problems with Diaz, which if you actually look at the amount of games Diaz has played for us, it is a bit worrying, but... Uh, 
personal issues, injury issues. You've you've got that. Whether you hold that against them, I don't know. Um, obviously, you can't hold the personal issues this season against them. But uh, Jota is injury history. Canate is injury history. Like, what do you do there? I don't think we can say. Going. I don't think we can say Blaine. I think Blaine might hold the, the person they against Diaz in this race. Should go on with it. He's moved up. Simicast has moved down him because he's moved up to number one. Wow. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I I think there's there's a lot of questions about this crop of players. Um. So yeah, no, I I, I really can't see a title challenge. I don't think we should be in a title challenge. So the fact that we're in this position is a good thing. Um, yeah, we're the league. We beat Luton with something. We saw it. Doesn't really make much sense, does it? Yeah, I, I don't think it's. Uh, it's weird because I don't think the trajectory that we're currently on, I don't think it's going to be a smooth one. I don't think it's just going to be up, up, up. Um, it's not felt that, though, has it, this season, even though we, we are where we are, even the. When we've won, it's not necessarily felt up, 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 I don't say. No, we, we, we started so well, didn't we? And then we kind of plateaued a bit. But even then, even after like the Chelsea one, and then I think the, the Newcastle game being so mad, and then we had the Brighton and Tottenham ones that kind of tempered everything. Uh, it has been, not up and down, but steady, I think. No one's got too excited, I would say. Other than Shane. I think people have got excited about what the future holds, though. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, though, to be fair. Um, yeah. I wouldn't, but that's I, I, that's what I'm saying, though. I think there's still a lot of questions about do, do you reckon, building that need to be asked. Do you reckon results have been like slightly better than performances, or do you think we're kind of where oh, we are on merit? Oh, definitely. I mean, we didn't deserve to win that Newcastle game. The Newcastle one's a huge one, isn't it? That's such a swing. But, like, we did, we didn't deserve that. to draw the City game, really. Did we deserve yeah. to lose at Tottenham? I mean, on the balance of the game, I mean, obviously that's just... Uh, I don't really think we can include the Tottenham one in there because that is... I don't think you can include the Newcastle one, though, really. If you're going to not include the Tottenham one, I'd cancel the Newcastle one out, really. Well, no, no. Van Dijk fucked I, up, didn't I don't, I don't, because, like... Yeah, but we won't. With the Newcastle performance, post 10 men were amazing. Yeah, I think it was more because the Jones one felt a bit unlucky. This is how I have it in my head. It was like the Jones one felt unlucky, and then there's the offside thing as well, and then there's Jodigan sent off. Whereas, like, uh, going down to 10 at Newcastle, like, we were well under the cosh, uh, before, and then Van Dyke's like red card is just like a mistake by him, but, but yeah, like played well from there. But um, I think we, we, we're talking about this as of like every team who's going to go to Newcastle is going to be under the cosh. Arsenal got to beat there. Every oh, team well, fo- the football isn't that binary, is it? But it's, I no, still but think Tottenham, Tottenham should have lost to the Etihad, but it's still a decent performance from Tottenham to go there and get a free all. But they should have lost. That's yeah, no, part the, for them, but the part but, for them, they just they get outshot. Looking a hundred to one every season, and they come away with a result. That's kind of what I'm saying as well. Of like, Tottenham don't deserve to be where they are. Tottenham have obviously had that Liverpool result. They had the City result. Like, a lot of teams don't deserve to be where they are. City probably don't deserve to be there. They deserve to be higher. That's that's just how football is, isn't it? Um, 
But yeah, just from my point of view, I still have a lot of questions, really. Um, And I don't want to be very, you know, Twitter user, but I think a lot of it is going to have to come in the transfer market. And have we even... There's, there's been no mention of what the situation is in that regard. Isn't is Schmack a contractor for the rest of the year? I think so. I think he's staying out until the end of the season. So we're seeing out the end of the season. I thought he was seeing out to, to the end of the summer initially, wasn't he? I, I was gonna, I was gonna make a joke saying he just, he just didn't leave and no one noticed. But he wasn't even at the club, was he? He's in fucking. No, he was in fucking Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that guy who's going to buy him though. What's his name? Max. Max Ebel. Ebel. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I've, I've probably just butchered the poor guy's name. But... Um, yeah, so, so we, 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 don't, we don't really know what's happening. Um, and we normally do business in January as well. It's unlike us not to. So, Would you buy Palinia, Dave? I saw... I saw buying... Source today mentioning like forty million euros, which at that price I would. I don't really see much downside because we spent what twenty million on Enzo, who was a far lesser player, I would say. Um. So yeah, mm. I, I don't see why not. I I just the, the number six market's dog at the minute. Like the two that we we the two premium. Options on the market was Declan Rice and Caicedo. Caicedo hasn't really performed, and we've been That's in looking like a, it's looking like a ball of dodge now, isn't it? Well, like, no, no, he could still, like, you know, he's only just started his career, but like, I just didn't. Not a good start. I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, good player, but like, for the money we're paying, not only would he want to be like really good now, he'd want to be fucking, I say, I hate the word, but it's like generational. Like, and I actually, I just don't think he has that upside, you know, like, he's not like. Crazy impressive physically. I think Rice is like way Rice is obviously like bigger, but like he looks like faster and more powerful as well. In addition to what he can do with the ball, and then I say it was like you were showing us as his numbers, Dave, uh, as you were making a point about McAllister doesn't do too much, but like creatively he's not offering that. Maybe Enzo's doing that for him, but like he just looks like a, he just looks like a guy that they paid. He's just a guy who happened to cost like 110 million. So like that's kind of like maybe a slight. Bullet dodge for us, considering we needed the money to be able to get bodies in. So, yeah, and looking outside of that, I mean, the other options are like Andre and and stuff like that. Who I, I like the look of them, but they're not, you know, top top tier kind of nailed on. Like Declan Rice was the one, wasn't he? Like Arsenal pulled the blind and managing to get in, especially with the whole English thing and and all that stuff. Um. But yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. Um, do you want to get to our predictions anyway for the? Um... Yeah, I need to do it just quick before I leave. So can I get mine in first, if you don't mind? Okay. <laughs> I wanted to go first. Go, Blaine. Go. <laughs> which which ones are we doing? Both of them, yeah, both games. Yeah, we'll do both. So Sheffield United then Palace. I'll, I'll go with three 0 against Sheffield United, and I'll go with Gakpo. And I'll two uh, 0 against Palace. Uh, I don't know with Van Dyke. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Jay. 
uh, 2-0 Sheffield United. I was also going to say Gakpo. Um, I'll say Nunes. One has to go in off his fucking arse at some stage, doesn't it? So um, I'll say him. And then uh, Palace, I'll say 2-1. And I'll say... Is Endo going to keep scoring? I'll say Salah. I'll go with... Um, three one against Sheffield, and I'll go Gakpo as well. And I'll go with two nil against Palace. I'll be positive. Um, and I'll go Salad as well. Just copy me and Blaine's homework there. Nice one. Yeah, may as well. Um, right. So you two have got to shoot off. We yeah, should be back right. next week. Um, I think the, it's the last Europa League game next week. I think. Who cares? Well, I care because it means we can record. Some some point. So uh, yeah, if you can do that usual thing, follow us on social media, leave ratings, all that fun stuff. That's nice. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening as ever, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Nice one, lads. Uh, I have to fucking leg it here. I will catch you later. I left the chat instead of. There you go.